And Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man, no woman, nobody comes to the Father except by him. Now that right there is absolutely beautiful. You say, well, how is that? That's kind of narrow-minded, isn't it? Not necessarily, not at all. Because you see, it makes it all the more understandable and easier to know that only one way, there's only one way, and that is by the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, that we come to know the Father through Jesus. That's it. Now, there's all sorts of naysayers and people out there that's going to conversate and, and say this and that and the other about all these things and say, well, I believe you can get to the Lord by this way. I believe you can this way, or I believe you can that way. There's going to be a lot of those folks out there that do this. They're going to say these type of things, and they're going to make you believe and try to make you believe. But the truth of the matter is, folks, listen, when you and I come to understand this truth, we're no longer in bondage anymore. We're no longer in bondage anymore. We don't have to sit around and wonder and worry and doubt and fear as to whether this is that or that's the other. The Bible says in Jeremiah 17, verse 7, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaves will be green. And will not be anxious in the, in the year of drought, nor will uh, cease from yielding fruit. I tell you, that's exactly right. That is the punch. That is the truth of who we are when we come to this knowledge of Jesus Christ. We are blessed when we place our trust and our hopes and everything in Him. We are blessed when we place our entire weight on the Lord God to say, Lord, I believe in you. I, by faith, I'm trusting in you with my life. In every single form and fashion. Listen, this is not something that just happens on a Sunday morning, or if you attend on uh, if you attend worship on a Saturday. This is not something that just happens on a Saturday. This is not something that just happens on a Wednesday or whenever you might go to a Bible meeting together. It is something that happens in our lives every single day. You and I can help. You and I cannot help, but want to be in the Word. Our hearts are hungry. You know, one thing I've come to learn especially since I've been in ministry. There is nothing, listen, anything apart from God is rebelling. You know, teenagers and young people today, they want to rebel against whatever authority they have in front of them, especially if it's their parents or uh, whatever authority is, that is, is in charge of them. They want to rebel. And that's only natural. That's what, we, that's what this old flesh does. It, it rebels against the truths of what's right. It, it, rebelling is obviously going against what is right. So you do what's wrong. But eventually you come to a place where what's wrong seems right. The Bible talks about in the last days, that's what's going to happen. It's already happening. It's already happened. In the last days, what was considered right will be considered wrong. And what was considered wrong will be considered right. We see that happening all around us. It's been going on for ages, uh, for years already. And so uh, when we come to this place in our personal lives, where we feel like, well, I, you know, I just listen. One thing, like I said, I've learned since I've been in ministry is everything and anything that's aside from what's true in God, that is rebelling. I don't care what it is. You could have a, a different denomination or religion that comes up. 
And oh, well, well, we believe in this doctrine or that doctrine. You could have a different group of people who decide to rise up and say, well, I believe in, in homosexuality or whatever this kind of stuff. You can have people say, I believe in abortion. You can have people say, I believe in, in I don't believe in anything. I just, I just have no beliefs, but they do. But you have all these people who are rising up against, you got the, the reality of, uh, uh, of all the different uh, false faiths out there. They call themselves a sort of faith or something. You know, you got uh, Hinduism and, and you've got uh, Islam and, and, and you've got all these, all these other uh, 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 faiths that, that's come to the table to say, well, we believe this is the way. Let me tell you something. When it comes down to it, every single form and fashion of evil, every single form and fashion uh, of, 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 of doubt and fear and, and worry and all these uh, sinful, disgusting, putrid things that happens in this world, no matter who you are, where you're at, and what age you are, none of us are exempt. We all have a sin flesh that longs for the sinful nature. The Bible calls it a carnal mind, a carnal way of living. So let me say this. None of us are exempt. None of us are exempt from living this life that I'm speaking of, of evil. The Bible tells us very clearly over there in... Uh, Jeremiah, where it was just at a second ago. Jeremiah, verse, uh, chapter 17, verse 9. It says there, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. You realize that if you have a challenge of some sort, let's say you've got... Uh, You've got an issue with uh, sewage running everywhere. Let's just go ahead and choose that as a as a uh, a common factor here. Let's say you've got sewage running everywhere. That sounds nasty. That sounds awful, doesn't it? In order to get that sewage to stop running everywhere freely, you've got to do whatever it is that you've got to do to cap that sewage off. You've got to stop that from happening. Okay. The sewage is going to keep running everywhere until you turn off a valve or, or, or do something to stop that sewage from running everywhere. I mean, that's common sense, right? And, and it's just, it's going to do that because that's, it, it's, it's, going, it's going to continue to go wherever it can go. And, it, and I know this sounds sick and sounds disgusting, but it's going to do that. In the same token, you and I, when we're born into this world, listen, you don't have to teach children to, to, to sin. It becomes natural. You and I don't have to teach ourselves to sin. It comes natural. So ultimately, ultimately, when we're let go and let loose and we don't have any kind of boundaries or guidelines or rules as to how we're to live this life, guess what happens? We're going to be like that sewage. We're just going to be running everywhere. We're going to be making a mess of everything we do because our lives are already centered around a deceitful heart that longs desperately to be wicked. None of us are exempt. I don't care if you would think of the most nicest person. Anybody apart from God, apart from Christ, cannot live this life worthy. So this is why Jesus Christ stepped in. He came in on the scene so that we would be able to have life and have it more abundantly that we would be able to have a life that God has called and required us to live. 
So today somebody says, well, I believe I'm okay because I'm this or I'm that. Let me tell you something. If you and I are held up by our own strength, we are absolutely on a road to destruction. But if we're held up by the strength of the Lord, a verse that you hear all the time, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. I can't do a thing apart from God. I can't do a thing apart from Jesus Christ and his Holy Spirit in my heart changing my life. I can't, I won't, and I never will. You understand that? You and I can't and won't and never will do what we're supposed to on our own. It's not possible. You could go to all of the uh, established meetings that's out there to try to make your life better. You could go to all the established meetings that's out there to do better with finances, the four-step and five-step plans and so forth. You can do all these programs all day long. You could go to all of the dry-out camps that you want to go to to try to do better in life. But I'm here to tell you, apart from Jesus Christ and his strength, you can't do it. The Bible says when we receive the Holy Spirit, we receive power. The power that we need to rise above and live victorious in Jesus Christ. The Bible says that we're desperately, desperately wicked. The heart is longs to be wicked. So what has to change? We have to come to know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior to see a life change. That's what has to happen. That's what has to happen. The Bible tells us in uh, Galatians chapter... The Bible tells us in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live In the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. Listen, when someone loves us and cares for us this much, can we even remotely think of doing anything else more than living for him? The Bible says he became sin who knew no sin. That's Jesus. That we might become his righteousness. Listen to me, friend. I don't know where you're at today. I don't know what you're doing today. I don't know what your schedule is, but God does. And I want to encourage you to understand today, our soul may be required of us. What that simply means is this. Today could be the day that, 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 that we leave this earth, that God calls us out of here. Today could be that day. Whether Jesus Christ returns and takes us home, Those of us who are sealed by his Holy Spirit and kept by him, today could be that day that he returns. Or today could be the day that you breathe your last breath on this earth. I don't know where you're at. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know why you're doing it. You do. And ultimately, God knows everything. Listen, he doesn't look at the outside appearance. He looks at the heart. So today you might say, well, I'm... I've got a drug addiction. I've got an alcohol problem. I've got a pornography problem. I've got an issue with, with, uh, you know, just uh, tearing my body to shreds. I'm, 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 I'm just addicted to this or that. Uh, I've got a sex problem. I've got this problem. 
I'm an issue with the homosexuality. I've got an issue with this or whatever. You name it, you claim it, you label it. You might have all these issues. But let me tell you something. God himself says, I don't look at the outward appearance, but I look at a man's heart. He looks at humanity's heart, the reality of our, our heart. All these outward things, they're going to look dis, just 100% just completely disputable. They're going to look so disgusting and putrid. No matter how good someone can dress themselves up, it's what's in the heart. I can tell you in my time here on this earth, I have seen, I haven't been here long, I'm only 31 years of age, but I have seen people, they look absolutely perfect, if you will, as close as a human can be perfect, they look absolutely just, their, their clothes are, are nice, their, everything is intact, you know, in place, their, their hair, their, 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 their uh, you know, everything, they just look so neat and clean. But then I've come to find out that those folks are not necessarily as neat and clean in their heart as they look on the outside. When their mouth opens, it's full of just impurities. It's full of, of cussing and perversion. And that tells me right there that the outside person might look clean, but the inside's disgusting. And I'm here to tell you. You say, well, I don't, I don't understand where you're coming from. Why is that a problem? What if I just want to live however? You can. The Bible tells us we have free will to live however we want. But I'll tell you, the Bible, God has put in place so that we may have a list uh, to, to go by of how we're to live our lives. I've said before, if even if someone wasn't a Christian, they could find good, valuable ways to live life in this word. So I just want to share with you today, as I was saying a moment ago, at the end of the day, Jesus came and died for all of our sins, past, present, and future. This life is going to end. You and I can't do a thing about it. The day is coming when we will stand before judgment. Are you prepared and ready to stand with what you have right now? I promise you not a single thing we have right now will do us any good. It's what we have in our soul through Jesus Christ and His Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God on our soul. That is what is going to make a difference. And I'm telling you, friend, when you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, listen, you will see a major change in your life. You will no longer want to be about the perverted things of this world, but you will be about the pure, the pure things of Christ and that's what your soul that's what you will desire deep in your soul listen I was going to say it a while ago and I'm going to say it again there is a hunger there is a hunger and a thirst in this world today for Jesus people who don't even confess him or care for him don't realize it but deep down there is a God sized hole in their soul they're trying to fill it with everything else but the only fulfillment that can be put in that place in our soul is God himself through Jesus Christ. And there we receive the power to rise above temptation, to stand up against the sinful pleasures of this world and live victoriously in Christ. Father, I pray right now for those who are listening. If they don't know you today, 
If they don't know you personally through Jesus Christ, your son today, I pray you anoint their soul. Send the power of your Holy Spirit over them in such a way that they can't live any other way now but live in you. That they would repent of their sins. That they would turn from their ways of this old flesh and live victoriously in you, Lord Jesus. As the Bible tells us there in Galatians 2.20, it's not our life anymore. We no longer live this life. This life has been crucified with Christ. And the life we now live, we live by faith through you. I pray that's the case for every single person listening right now to this podcast. Father, for those of us that do know you, I want to encourage, Father, by your Holy Spirit, help us to continually hunger and thirst after you, that we would not receive enough of you, Father, that we always are needing more and more of you, Father. Looking to your word with a heart that is passionate, looking to the people around us that we wouldn't just look at them any longer from a viewpoint of of a stranger, but look at them as you say, a neighbor, and love them, Father. See them through the harsh and painful ways of this world. Because, Lord, we know you're going to soon return. And when you do, what a great homecoming that's going to be, Father. Father, bless right now. I pray your blessings and your, I just pray your power over each and every listener, both for the believer and the unbeliever. May the unbeliever believe and come to know who you are and begin that beautiful relationship with you today. For those of us who are needing restored today, restore us to the joy of our salvation. Help us walk upright and excited. In Jesus' name today, Father, amen. You've been listening to Living It Out Ministries. I thank you so much for listening in today, and I pray you've received a blessing for doing so. May you go and have a great day in the Lord and the fellowship with the Lord. That's the only, listen, that's the only way we're going to have a day worth living is when we're calling upon the name of Jesus and living in him. Thank you so much. May God bless you. Take care.